Welcome Welcome to to the Mocktail Hour. For the sober curious. And the alcohol free as fuck. Aff, aff. I'm Cynthia. I'm Sunny. And we're coming to you from the fabulous destination known as Alameda. And we are your mockologists and hosts for the next half hour or so. Between us, we've consumed a swimming pool full of booze in our lifetime. That's right. We've not always been sober. We have, I don't know, I probably have drunk a whole swimming pool of alcohol. <laughs> and at least one of those kidney-shaped pools. Or maybe like, maybe just one of those doughboy pools. Oh, think about all the limes we've sacrificed. <laughs> and the wasted paper umbrellas. Well, wherever you are in your journey, bathtub or reservoir, we're not here to suggest you do anything different. No agenda except to have some fun and share some recipes and stories. I have so many stories. And I started a list the other day um, about which stories am I willing to tell and which ones am I maybe willing to tell and which ones are, you know, are definite no's. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want anyone to know, not even me. But um, I was I was reflecting on how we met, Sunny. You yes. know, we talked about it in our first episode. Talked about how how we met at the Honey Hole. Yeah, we met at a bar, and how ironic that is that we met at a bar, and now we're doing a podcast about you know many not years later alcohol. too. I mean, this is your brainchild. Cynthia called me up one day out of the blue and said, what do you think of this idea? And I said, <laughs> ooh, I love it. <laughs> well, let's get right to it. Today's mocktail. We're doing the uh, so-called Virgin Bloody Mary. I'm going to call it none of your bloody business, as in nobody needs to explain why they aren't drinking. I right? hate that. That drives me crazy. Yeah. Yes. Why does someone ask you, why are, are you not drinking? Why are you not drinking? Just, that's <laughs> none of your business. I, I don't, I kind of, I kind of don't mind the question. Really? Though I, it depends on who's asking. It's kind of the same question. Like, are you going to have a baby soon? Like, ugh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested if somebody asks me that now. <laughs> I'm like, I hope You are not. ripe in your baby making years. <laughs> nope, me neither. I don't want to be, uh, you know, on the cover of the sun, you know, the <gasps> 60-year-old who had, uh, was there an Octomom? Of course. Oh, you that's... don't remember Octomom? No. Yeah, she still parks her head up every once in a oh, while. Oh, that's, ooh. Yeah, okay. she has like 14 kids now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, is she an octogenarian? No, she had eight oh. babies. Okay, no, I thought you meant she was in her <laughs> Oh, <laughs> in God. Her 80s. No, she was young, but she was a total shyster. She did it all for money, <laughs> so they say. All right, well, so, you know, I don't, I don't mind telling people why I drink, but I, and I rather enjoy if I get the chance, like making up some outlandish reason that I'm not drinking. Oh, like a court order or an intervention. I need to think about that more. Yeah. I don't know. Like on the airplane, somebody says, why aren't you having, you know, a gin and tonic? Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, so we Back. were researching lots of Bloody Marys. We found a lot of recipes, but it's really just tomato juice and spicy stuff with celery stick shoved in. 
yeah. Right? Yeah, and I figure the, the non-alcoholic version is great. I mean, you've got this red stuff in your glass. It clearly looks like a Bloody Mary. So maybe people won't ask you. They'll just assume you're having a bloody, bloody. Yeah, and you're really cool. I mean, so we, you know, people do all kinds of crazy stuff with their recipes. Like, mm-hmm. usually there's horseradish and celery salt and mm-hmm. and Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire? I tried to spell it the other day. I couldn't. Anyway, and then you put lime on it. But I was, when we were looking online, we mm-hmm. saw that. People put all kinds of shit. Oh, yeah. They put like whole chickens in them now. What? Yes. You've seen those giant, those memes, you know, that I need a drink and it's a vat of Bloody Mary with a whole chicken and 10 pieces of bacon. And no, I'll I'll show you later. I have. Could we, we should post it. Yes. Once you put it on the. Yeah. Okay. I think we need some memes. We do. About that. I mean, if you're going to put a. Okay, I don't know. I, I can't get into a vat of tomato juice with a chicken floating in it. It's out there. People love to have gratuitous giant cocktails. It's hilarious. Well, but, I mean, I could see why you'd have to put vodka in something like that just to <laughs> just to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you do the you tell us how we're going to make this um none of your business all righty well, we're just we're going to use some basic grocery store mr and mrs t's okay and uh oh yeah what there it is i i've seen that label oh yeah that's old school we're going to add that uh, ice in there okay hang and on it, what? Let, me, let me get the ice tongs oh thank you and I brought these special glasses with the pebbly surface, you know, looks like uh, your patio. A oh, bit. yeah. Very aren't 70s. They, aren't they pretty? I know. I love them. All right. So here's the, I'm pouring in the Mr. and Mrs. Tea. Mm-hmm. Is that enough? Yeah, that's fine. You want some more? Uh, yeah. Well, I think I'm going to add a little uh, more lemon juice than I most people like. Okay. I, I think you can never get enough lemon. Mm-mm. Love you know, lemon. And I, I have a question for you, not related to this particular recipe, but when it comes to iced tea, since you're from partly from Texas, yes. Um, where do you stand on the question of lemon with iced tea? I'm always, I always go for a lemon, but I'm not a sweet tea person. <gasps> I'm not either. I know. You know, I grew and up in I, Virginia. Yeah, and I think that even in Texas, the sweet tea versus tea battle is out there. Yeah. But I think generally people take it not as sweet as they do in the other states, southern states. Yeah, yeah. The sweet tea is like syrup. Oh, God. I mean, I used to, as a kid in the summertime, I had insomnia, and Mm -hmm. I'd lie awake late at night listening to my parents playing Rook or whatever in the kitchen cribbage. with my grandparents and cribbage. <laughs> That's very sophisticated. We didn't have cribbage Ooh. at our house, but they were playing. I don't know what they were playing, but bridge. No, I think they were playing rook. Oh, I don't. I don't play rook. games. You know that from our last episode. Oh. Oh no, our last episode was about crafts. I don't like games either, Cynthia. No games. Nope. Okay. Can't stand them. It Damn. makes me itch. 
makes me have anxiety. You, you I, itch? Oh, yeah. It's like somebody forcing me to sit in a vat of snakes. Ooh. With card games or board games or Risk or Monopoly, I would rather stick pencils in my eyes. Okay. Well, I I kind of like that, but there's some games I do like. Oh, good. There are some games I, I do like, though I've ruined some of them for myself. But back to the tea thing. Yeah. Um, I I like it unsweetened, but when I, it really makes me crazy when I ask for an iced tea and somebody would dare to think that that they shouldn't automatically put a lemon in it. Like what? iced tea without lemon is like, what's the point? And well, they always ask, especially out here. Do you want a lemon or not? Well, of course, but I do like a half a packet of Splenda. Oh, so I'm not totally a purist in the no sugar tea department. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that straight. Um, yes. And I think we should do an iced tea mocktail. Like a Long Island iced tea, but not with 80 different <laughs> pieces of booze in it. Right. Like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Anyway. Here, I needed to stick my celery in there. Oh, beautiful. Done. Cheers. Cheers. Hey. Chin chin. I'm going to... Oh. Oh, my God. I forgot to tell you I hate tomato juice. <laughs> So you're not going to drink it? I, you know what? I, if I put a bunch of Tabasco in this, I can handle it. Okay. Because right. that makes it more like I'm drinking salsa, which I'm totally fine with. All right. Well, let's, um, you could just eat your celery. Okay, fine. Okay. I mean, I, I need mean, a snack anyway. And you needed that fiber, <laughs> right? We all do at our age. After that cheese steak sub. <gasps> that you oh my God, don't remind me. I'm still burping. But you're still enjoying the rich digestion that's going on. It was fantastic. All it right. was very luxurious. I had a rough day, so I had a really cheesy, gross, greasy cheesesteak as a consolation. Mm -hmm. And you deserved it. I did. You did. Yes. <laughs> Whether you had a rough day or not, you deserved it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's the, that's the road to hell. What? You deserve, you deserve your way, you know, right into gaining like 200 pounds. Oh, yeah. Um, that's bad. And having a drink, too. I deserve this drink. It was a rough one. That's right. I, yeah, yeah that was like every night for every, me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not an every, I wasn't an every nighter. I was a, a stone cold textbook binge drinker. Yeah. Well, yeah. I did it all. Yeah. I did it all. Um, <laughs> it's, it's. 5.30, I need to make dinner for the kids. Yeah. I better better have at least one glass of wine. Get um, through it. And then on the weekend, um, maybe six or seven glasses Wowzers. of wine. Well, if I could, yeah, why not? I was a six or sevener, that's for sure. <laughs> and that's hard to believe, you know. I mean, the CDC says that women should only have, this is what they say is like maybe safe. Yeah. Would be eight drinks a week for women. Wow. 15 for men. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And of course, there's no amount of alcohol that's been proven to be safe. Eight seems high. Eight. Eight. A week. Yeah, that's what I read hmm. today. I read that today. Okay, but anyway, what's our, um, we got a story? Yes. My story this week is uh, flashing back, oh gosh, this was probably my moment where I realized that alcohol was becoming a problem in my life. Oh. And uh, it was my one kind of 
reflective moment that it was not working and I had to make a change. But it was a really fun night. (laughs) (laughs) I was just hanging on to that one night. (laughs) Yes, it was a fun night. And it's, you know, it started out as innocuous as anything, just a couple of drinks at a bar. But uh, it was with my nearest and oldest who appeared in our last episode and I won't name her every time because it's making her sound like a terrible influence. But uh, savior. Yeah, we met set and just had a few drinks and ended up sitting next to a, a group of wonderful women at this bar. And uh, we all just started chit chatting and having a great time and I ended up opening a tab and We just, they just went crazy and they were not well-to-do women. Mm -hmm. In fact, when we all got to really talking, I found out that all five of them were uh, death row nurses at San Quentin. Oh, God. Yes. Well, that's a prescription for for These girls needed to party. Mm. I mean, talk about the worst job ever. I mean, they had to administer the shots. I know. All right. So they were, had they, had anybody died that day? I didn't ask, but uh, just, you know, saying where they worked and what they did was enough to like, oh God, girl, let me get you a cocktail. Right. And, uh, and the music was good and there was a little dance floor off to the side and we just put it in low and danced all night and became each other's best friends and promised we'd all be friends forever and of course they're strangers <laughs> right. you know things you don't realize and people you'll never see again but <laughs> yeah. anyway i uh like as it with most things my off switch wasn't working and mm-hmm. late into my 30s my off switch stopped working completely mm-hmm. to where i didn't get that signal like all right you're wasted pull it back it didn't it didn't happen. And so I just, um, we all piled in the car to get back to my girlfriend's house. And I knew enough to know that I wasn't going to be able to go home because I would have been in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You knew that much. Well, I didn't really. I just knew that I needed at least three or four more hours and it was already two or three Mm a.m so what was i gonna do i was probably gonna hit the girlfriend's house and sleep it off right but i never called my husband oh god it was terrible and you really didn't have a drinking problem i mean what i'm saying is you you weren't homeless you know you weren't out on the street begging for money no, I wasn't having a glass or two of wine a night. And well, at dinner, you know, I was saving up my party tokens <laughs> and, you know, really letting the gas out when I had the chance. Mm-hmm. And uh, we dropped all of our new best friends off and wished them farewell and happy death rowing. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as she pulled into her um, parking lot, I thought, Threw up in my purse. (laughs) Yeah. And and I didn't really know it had happened until afterwards. I was sort of like, what happened? And 
My girlfriend went, oh, no, you barfed on your purse. Yeah, was it a nice purse? Do you remember? Yeah, it wasn't that nice. But well, not not, not then. It was a bag. So all the pockets of my jacket were filled with barf and... Bag you know, barf? Pocket yes, barf? Yes, cranberry vodka barf. Oh, gross. Pink barf. And then, you know, she pulled me upstairs and had to literally throw me in the shower and, you know, empty out my purse. And there I was sitting in her shower with pennies and dollars everywhere covered in pink barf. And, you know, and the next thing I knew, I woke up and wasn't quite sure where I was, mm. which was distressing. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, when I got home and when I apologized for not calling and, I think I scrambled myself into the car at about 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. and drove home and, you know, faced the wrath of, oh, my God, where have you been? Right. You know, mother of two and, you know, just irresponsible. It was only getting worse. And that's and I remember watching my purse dry in the backyard on the on the on the rack, like looking at it going, OK, this needs to stop. This is bad. <laughs> 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 this isn't fun this isn't great and that's when i had my three-day hangover which led me to the doctor which led my doctor to tell me look you need to have two drinks maximum mm -hmm. and that's a joke among amongst many friends now my friend jenny who's a avid drinker and still is and uh -huh. god bless her for it uh -huh. She she always claims my joke. Two drinks max. Two <laughs> drinks max. And oh. uh, you know, and that's how I started reducing. Right. Two drinks max and a glass of water. Here comes two drinks max, Sunny. Yeah. That was my nickname. Yeah. Um. And then you know, as time went by, even the two drinks didn't made me feel terrible. So it was really a a slow motion forced sense of like, okay, this isn't fun because I have a headache five minutes after I drank something and why do I bother kind right. of situation. At least hmm. you, I mean, you woke up to that and changed it. It took me a long time it to did. get that message, yeah. a long time. And I think that part of the problem was I didn't think I had a problem because I was not an out of control drunkard or anything mm -hmm. right yeah and so at this my story today yeah are you ready it's like a recurring theme this story happened again and again in my life mm -hmm. um the first time it happened was when i was in my 20s mm. and you know i'm sort of embarrassed to confess that this, you know, this happened more than once Ooh. in my 20s. But, you know, so I'd been, what would usually happen is my boyfriend would get some Coke mm -hmm. and then I'd stay up all night with him. Um, we'd snort a bunch of Coke until we ran out. At home? At home. Wow. Yeah. I mean, geez, cocaine's for the dance floor. I saved it for the dance floor well, always. That, that was probably smart. But no, I didn't dance on cocaine. I, really? No, I played Scrabble. What? Yeah, I. You talk about games. You not yeah. liking games? I can barely look at a Scrabble board now <gasps> because I associate it with those Coke days. So you get super hyper focused and uh, you know, yeah, aggressive and yeah, 
Yeah. We're talking like a three or four hour Scrabble game. Whoa. While doing coke, smoking mass quantities of Marlboro Lights, and mm. I would probably drink at least a six pack of Bud. Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't that sound sophisticated and shiny and beautiful? It sounds very backwood. Yeah. Hey. Well, I thought we were. Oh, anyway, you know, it was the opposite of what I kind of imagined it being. I think I thought in my head it was kind of cool and maybe a little bit sexy, yeah. but it was not because around 4 a.m. after trying to have sex and not being able to, <gasps> then I'd be just lying. You wouldn't be able to or your boyfriend? Neither one of us. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've had I've had a different effect with that. Hey, okay, well, no, not me. Maybe I had just really bad drugs, but um, maybe <laughs> cutting it with something. Because I I have to say this is like way TMI, but <laughs> talk about boners for miles. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you had a boner. No, no, <laughs> my my. I'll I'll call him my boyfriend, who's now my husband. In the old days. Would have a boner for miles. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Lucky you. That's <laughs> no, so sweet. are you kidding? You get. To, you're like Jesus Christ. Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think you know. Actually, that it was the finish line was difficult to yes. get to. Yeah, you like, can't finish at all. You, you could do it. A lot of it. You could do it until you'd worn everything off. Right. <laughs> all your buttons have fallen off. <laughs> but. Um, no luck. And then I'd be awake and just lying there thinking, okay, what can I do? I'd try to cry usually, and but I couldn't cry what? because I was just stripped of all my humanity yeah. at that point. And that's when I'd start making deals to myself and saying, you know, this has to end. This has oh. to end. So this followed you through your whole life in phases. Yeah, About- not not the whole smorgasbord of drugs and alcohol. Yeah. But, but moments where I decide that it had to end, and then I would go to an AA meeting. Oh. So I so this first time I went to the AA meeting, and of course it was there were very interesting people there, really cool, interesting people. Yeah. Some of whom I recognized, and I got there on story night. You know, when the person tells their about their journey and their their bottom. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, not their bottom, but their drinking bottom. Mm-hmm. And so there was this guy named Phil who I I knew him by sight. I'd seen him around. And even I'd talked to him once. Um, I was a waitress and he had a to-go order. And I he made a special plan for me to – I had to walk it out to his car, um, to his car window because he'd broken his leg or something. And so I had seen him up close that way. But he was – super entertaining. I mean, oh. this was one of the most fun stories I'd ever heard. He was very amusing and he told a good story about his life of privilege. He'd grown up, you know, I'm from Virginia and this was down in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Um, he grew up in the West End of town, kind of part of the country club crowd with the, you know, lots of money. And so he was a customer and in your AA class? No, he just happened to be somebody who had one time I walked something out to the car. Oh, okay. But he just happened to be... Did you deliver more than his meal, Cynthia? Oh, no. 
Oh, <laughs> oh, bummer. All right. Now, I didn't really know him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there was, I can't remember much about him. There must have been something sort of striking about him because I then recognized him at the AA meeting. Oh. Yeah. So it was just this one time that I'd seen him. But anyway, he had a lot of money, a lot of family money, and he there was just no way to hit the bottom. Uh-huh. Like, no, he... He could do any kind of drugs, drink as much as he wanted, and he was just off the charts, out of control. Oh, my God. Affluences and alcoholics were best friend. Yeah. <laughs> so he... Why so, quit if you can afford it? Well, if you can't afford to drink, you're, it's easier to stop. That's kind of, you know, his, his bottom was not brought on by running out of money. Mm. He was... The story was so cool to me so he's out drinking and he stayed at this bar in Shaco Slip he stayed out they you know it was one of those cases where they they shut the bar down for the yeah. night but then the inside regulars, they locked the regulars yeah, everybody inside. got to stay so he's shit-faced and he's wandering out into the street at dawn a um, little foggy there in in the the streets and he sees a delivery truck coming toward him, right? So the sun's just coming up, not great visibility. And he said, all I could think of was that I had to get low. I had to just get down. And so he laid down in the street, right? (gasps) And thinking that the truck could just roll over him. What? But he didn't, he meant to lie down. He meant to lie down parallel to the wheels, you know, so the wheels would go on each side of him. No. And then he wouldn't be hit by the truck. Oh, no. But instead, he he laid down perpendicular to the truck wheels. Oh, my God. And the truck ran over him and broke both of his legs. No. And which explains why I had to take the food out to his car. (gasps) That's how I had... Right, he was had like a double cast. What? Um, How was he operating his car? Well, That's no, somebody else was driving. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't make that clear. <laughs> double cast, brake, and gas. I'm trying to figure that one out. But so here's the thing: is that when I heard that story, I just went, "Oh, well, I don't have a problem, right? I don't yeah, belong here." Yeah, that guy's way worse than me. I mean, I haven't laid down in the road so a truck could run over me. I'm oh fine. So then, you know, I just continued what I was doing because my certainly goodness. by that night I felt fine. Right. Crazy. Did you know my dad was an alcoholic too? Yes. You did? You told well, me that. Uh, on the topic of being run over, <laughs> my dad was run over by his best friend. Wow. After a night of drinking. They were both drinking. They were both drinking. And he said, I'm going to go take a piss in the alley. Meet me in the back. <laughs> and he, while he was taking a whiz, his buddy cruised around the back corner and ran him over. And he was hooked under the car for about two miles before the guy pulled over. And, well, oh. hell, I've run over something. <laughs> it's good he was drinking. And- I guess if he was going to get dragged. Yes. In fact, that's the hospital said the only reason he survived was how much alcohol he had in the system. <laughs> of course, they would say that. But he was messed up. He had to have a spleen removed. He had scars all over. Mm. He was a mess. In fact, they flew, my mom, grandpa flew me in his plane, mm-hmm. 
which we weren't loaded, but my grandpa was a f- pilot in the war and he had a That's what they all say. We tw- weren't loaded, but we, <laughs> twin engine Cessna plane. <laughs> yeah, we had just a small airplane <laughs> in those days. Uh, he had a twin engine Cessna and he drove my flew my mom and I up to Lubbock. Mm-hmm. No, Midland, sorry. To basically say goodbye to my dad. Oh my god. Cuz he was at death's door. But that it took years and years and years after that experience for him to <laughs> actually get sober. So right there, he's going. I've been dragged. I've been dragged under a car for two miles. Yeah, but I don't have a problem. No, nope. right. No, oh, it's man. all a part of the party, man. Oh man, well, get that, up and keep going. Well, that's kind of the moral of our story. Yeah, which is um, uh, actually, I wanted to say just you know, be wary of those, are you an alcoholic quizzes? Because, you know, you can pass that test where that says you don't have a problem, Mm -hmm. but you can still have a problem. Oh, I've never tried those tests. I'll have to take a look at them. Yeah. I'm, you know, even when I was drinking the most, I never, I never got enough answers right to to be classified as alcohol dependent Mm. or an alcoholic. Yeah. So I could just keep doing what I was doing. Yeah, totally. But it was a problem in my life. Yeah. So our resource of the week. Yeah, what's um, that? I want to mention this book that I love. There's a lot of good stuff out there for people. If you're curious about being sober, you got to watch it with this one. It's called Alan Carr's easy way to control alcohol. It's a really good read. It's, it is the book that made me want to quit. Um, and it's a little deceptive because it is the easy way to control alcohol. So he's not asking you to, to give it up entirely. No, he's not asking you to, to change anything about what you're doing. Oh. He says, don't change a thing, just read this book. Oh. And I thought, okay, he, you're just not supposed to read it while you're drunk. Oh. <laughs> um, just, you know, try and do it on your off days. But um, anyway, Alan Carr's Easy Way to Control Alcohol. I won't give you any spoilers. Uh, just check it out. Well, I'll have to read it. And um, so we're going to say goodbye. All righty. We, we welcome you- your mocktails and your questions. Follow us on Instagram at the Mocktail Hour. And on Facebook, you can join our group at the Mocktail Hour, and our website is going to be up and running as soon as our next episode airs. So tell your friends about us, and we'd love to hear your stories. If you have an idea or would like to be on the show, email us or send us a message on social media. We'd love to hear 